Well, it happens. Today's podcast is going to the dogs. You've often heard us talk about our pooches, so we thought it would be a nice idea to dedicate Chapter 34 to all the canines that we've had throughout our marriage. Yeah, it's amazing how many comical stories eight dogs can generate over 30-plus years. Welcome to Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. You know what? It was a really stressful week this week. Yeah. We're a little behind the eight ball. I mean, this was the week where I actually transitioned my company. So there was a lot of goodbyes, a lot of emotions, a lot of emails, phone calls. Well, and no, not only that, but the transition day was yesterday. So we we're recording on September 2nd, Friday. Mm-hmm. And yesterday... Uh, Roberta took over from Fountainhead Talent with her own company, Element, and uh, it was just a big day back and forth, making sure that all the T's were crossed, I's were dotted. But we also had a big day here. We had to meet, uh, they have a, what's the, in French? A conciliateur. So it's a conciliator. Well, it's just like the, uh, in The Godfather. Oh, that's a consigliere. Yeah, consigliere. That was Robert Duvall's character. He was oh. the consigliere, whatever they call it. But yeah, uh, so we had a meeting. It's 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 a thing that they provide uh, with with every commune in in France. Yes, it's it's where if you've got a disagreement with someone and you're having trouble uh, settling it, um, before it goes into the court system, you have a meeting with a, a lawyer, and this is free of charge and it's offered by the the, the village. Um, in, in order to go through some of the facts and and hopefully come to an arrangement, come agreement. to an arrangement. That's yeah. right. So uh, we had this scheduled for eight thirty at about seven fifteen on this very busy Thursday. Brad decided to leave the premises. The whole property is is fenced in. And, and, you know, the people who did it did a really good job. Now we've been here for almost two years, so some of the weaknesses are starting to show up. And, and, I, and I think Brad is a bit of a digger. And, and I'm telling you, the spot that he dug himself through, I mean, honestly, it would be the size of a gopher going through that hole. Yeah, you know how rodents can, like, make themselves yeah. really squishy and small? I think, I think he might be part rodent or something because he got through a really small hole in the fence. Fortunately, we found him enough t- in enough time to make it to our, our legal appointment, and then we got all of the stuff done that we needed to get done for the transition, and it was just a mammoth day. So how we've actually been able to put this podcast together is sort of a miracle. But it's on fumes. But it was an omen from God because not only did we have the dog leave the premises yesterday, but last week was International Dog Day. Perfect. So you know what? Uh, We've been wanting to do this for a while. Uh, You've heard us talking about the dogs. You know, we've had several packs of dogs and various numbers. Yeah, and the other day we we were reminiscing about some of the funny stories that have occurred over over these 32 years and it, it's it's pretty amazing. Like there are there are a lot of fun, there are a lot of love and we thought that we would share some of these stories with you. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if you're a dog owner, you have similar stories to all of these, I'm sure, but uh, for oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, some of these are pretty hard to replicate. I got to admit, uh, it, for for 
for us, it sort of started with me. This is actually when we were dating. Mm-hmm. Not married Not yet. Not married yet. And uh, Howard, so Humble Howard, Humble and Fred, you, you know, they host our podcast very generously. And uh, Howard and I, before Fred stole him away, before <laughs> Howard cheated on me with Fred, uh, had that affair with Fred, and, uh, well, one thing led to another. But Howard and I had a show in Montreal, and one morning we came to work, and there was an ad in the Gazette from the equivalent of the Humane Society back then, I think they called it the SPCA, in Montreal. And it just, I, by the way, I didn't have a dog. I was looking for a dog. But because of the lifestyle of moving from one city to the other, you know, being fired from one job <laughs> to the other and, and, and moving around as much as I did, I, I, I just didn't have the lifestyle that was compatible for a dog. But in Montreal, I kind of found my way and Julie and I were dating. I was really enjoying working at CJFM. And you just purchased a house. That's so you, like, right. You know, you were, you were doing the big settle down. Mm, yeah. You know, get, so the girl, for... get the girl, get the car, get the house, get the dog. Yeah, and uh, most of that continued but not so much the Montreal part right <laughs> that continued to become be a, a nomadic uh, thing for me moving around but uh, so we're reading in the in the Gazette and we saw this article and it was brilliantly uh, written and conceived by the SPCA they decided to to a- a- attack the the dog problem in Montreal uh, very offensively. You mean the dogs that needed homes? No, I'm talking about people neutering and not neutering. So oh. they got on the offensive with this and they said, just so you know, we have to put down 100,000 dogs every year. And I'll never mm. forget this. I saw this ad, I showed it to Howard, and we were both mortified because we're both just absolute dog lovers. So what we decided to do was to do a remote. We went to the sales department and said, we would like to do a remote uh, broadcast from the SPCA. Right, you, you guys wanted to encourage people we to come to, down and, and adopt a dog. We wanted to do an adopt-a-dog day. Mm. And so we talked with the SPCA and uh, and we talked with our sales department and we pulled, we pulled it together. And man, did we ever adopt a lot of dogs. I've, I've tried it since. And after that time, and it didn't work as well, but for some reason, the the, the message uh, made it through to a lot of people, and we did really well. And at the end of the broadcast, I, both Howard and I hmm. said, uh, you know, to the SPCA, I'm kind of looking for, I said, I'm kind of looking for a golden retriever. I know they don't typically come through here, but if, if one arrives, please let me know. And? And one arrived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, and... Oh, do you remember what his name was from the other family? Tigre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've changed the name of two of our eight dogs. And we're yeah, we go- don't do that very often. No, we typically keep the name that they've been given. But I wasn't going to, uh, <laughs> Mr. English, I wasn't going to run around going, hey, Tigre, because I can hardly say it now. Uh, and I didn't like Tiger. So uh, we changed his name to Yankee. And Yankee was with us almost for almost seventeen years. Yep, if he you can he, it. he was the one who who had the longest life mm-hmm. and the most stories, as it turns and out, and a lot of stories and a <laughs> lot of stories. Do you remember the time? Okay, so we had moved now. We're not in Montreal anymore. We just moved 
to Oakville. Right, because we got a job in Hamilton. And you, it was a nice halfway point. You went to Toronto for your work. Yeah. I went to Hamilton to my work. Yes. And so we, when we first moved here, we were renting and, and we rented what we used to call our, our Tony Curtis house. It was this massive bungalow yeah. that just was really nicely spread out. Anyway, uh, in one of the rooms... <laughs> there was a, a, a box of Ferraro Rochers. Yeah, we, uh, one of us had received it for Christmas or something. Oh, a then. gift, I think. Yeah. Maybe a yeah. And so you housewarming. had, and you were just you just plopped it. You know, the the Ferraro Rochers they got the gold wrapping, mm-hmm. and they, the the box they come in is quite presentable. Yeah. I think that's why they do it that way. Yeah, so they were just out there for, you know, in in the eventuality that same, someone came to visit and wanted to have some chocolate. Yeah. And uh, I came, I came home from work one day, noticed that it was like empty, went, went and had my nap and waited for Julie to come home from work that night. So Julie walks in the door and I, I said, uh, hey, welcome home from. That's a pig sound for anybody who doesn't know. What, what does it sound? It doesn't not sound like a pig? I, that, that's a, it's piggish, yeah. It's, it's piggish. It's piggish or boorish. Yeah, you know, okay. Which works. Anyway, you were accusing me yeah. of having consumed an entire box. box of chocolate. Well, here's the thing. The two people live in the house and I knew right. I didn't have even one of them. So, so, I, so I was just coming home. So who was the likely individual who ate all of the chocolates? Well, it would have been you. Well, but, but I'm telling you right now, I didn't eat any of the chocolates. So that should be good enough. So we left it there. We trusted each other that neither of us had eaten the chocolates. And we, over the next day or so, found out who did. Yes. I, I used to be a, an avid runner back in the day, and I, I used to take Yankee on runs. And we were uh, halfway through the circuit, and he had to do his, his little duty. And... It Out was, came gold wrappers. Yeah, it was uh, pennies from heaven. Yep. Uh, yeah, a little, uh, gold at the end of the rainbow there. Mm-hmm. And then over the next day or so, we noticed gold wrappers all over the property. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what they can process, those dogs. <laughs> well, like, they, uh, they, they couldn't process the gold <laughs> wrappers, I'll tell you that. Wasn't that good for iron or something? I don't know. Holy, well, here's the thing. As you know, chocolate is not good for dogs, but no. it didn't stop this guy. He ate the whole box of Ferraro Rochers. And I mean, that's, yeah, that's We probably bad. should have been more concerned at We the should time. be put in jail. Yeah. Um, you know, we're horrible dog parents, and we learned a lesson that day. But holy moly, that dog went through that whole box, wrappers mm-hmm. and all. Yeah, I think he's even he, he even ate a balloon at one point. Oh, well, that's nothing compared to the next dog, which we're going to get into here in a bit. But uh-huh. The thing about Yankee, we, we, that, that property that we, when we first moved to Oakville wasn't fenced. So he liked to, uh, every once in a while, break away. That's right. And I remember uh, I had done a movie premiere. Yeah, you Remember done- I used to, we actually, our first date was one of those movie premieres. Back in, Mon- yeah, mm-hmm. back in Montreal. But we did we we premiered this Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, and I got all this swag. Which what am I going to do with Buffy? Yeah, you got, I got a, a, a coffin and a kerchief, a coffin. Yeah, right. And a dog tag, like a small coffin, not yes. a real coffin. But yeah, and, and a dog, Do- tag dog tag that said Buffy the Vampire Slayer on right. it. Right, and we stuck it on his. We put it no, we put it around his neck. Yeah, we put it around his neck, and, <laughs> and of course, 
Of you, course, he does his he makes his move and and goes running off into the distance. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call. Hi, we have your dog, your dog Buffy here. <laughs> <laughs> and and you were going what? Yeah. And then we real we remembered that we stuck all this crap around the poor dogs. <laughs> yeah, Buffy. you know, yeah. So we were we were very lucky throughout throughout that that you know we were able to find him because he was a runner. Oh yeah, no, he was a terrible runner, and uh, we were able to uh, move within Oakville to a place where we had a great fence system. Yes, but that didn't stop the skunks from coming in. Right. So you're on air. One morning. Oh, yeah, right. And I smell rubber burning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it smells like. And I had just let Yankee out for his morning's stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's at the back door frothing yeah. at the mouth. Right. Frothing at the mouth. And for sure, he got too close to a skunk and he got he got Labeled. hit. He got hit big time. Right in the face. Yeah. And... He was down for the count. We had to leave him outside for a couple of nights, I seem to remember, and bathe him in tomato, tomato juice. Yeah, and, and the the absolute worst thing is that we had a scheduled trip. I don't know if you remember that, but mm. we he was still quite ripe um, <laughs> <laughs> when we had to bring him to the to the uh, kennel. So that did. was yeah. We, we gave him a little extra for that one. Mm-hmm. You know what? You just you just reminded me about his running away when we first got him in Montreal. Do you remember? I was on the air, I and do. you called me, yeah, and, and, and you said he's he's running down. What was the Sherbrooke? Oh yeah, Sherbrooke. Yeah, a busy so, busy street, guys. Yeah, in, in Montreal. So I got on the air and I said, uh, "Hey, if you see a dog running down Sherbrooke, it's a golden retriever. He's mine." Uh, and somebody heard it mm-hmm. and captured him. Yep. Because he was just like bolting. It, it was oh, too scary. What a dunce! <laughs> he was weird. He loved laying out in the middle of the backyard during a lightning storm. Like he used to just love rainstorms, and he would go in the middle of the yard and bring it on, God. Yeah. No. He 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 was really quite interesting. Like a, a serious dog, though. Yeah. Like, he you wasn't... know, we have because we've had some comedians. He was more of the serious type. Yeah, but he did funny things. Like what was that thing he did with the neighbor? We got a phone call from the neighbor one time in Oakville. Yeah. Uh, hi, your dog is in our bed. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the back door was left open, and he just thought, "Hey, look, that looks comfy." Why don't I go lay down? <laughs> Can you imagine you 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 left the door open, you're out in the backyard, you come in and there's a dog that you don't own laying in your bed. Mm. But I think he kind of learned that from mama. Yeah, you are the worst well, parent. Well, it was he, you know what? It was a secret dishonest. And, and, well, not no, it wasn't dishonest, but but the truth is that he he carried this secret this secret to his his grave. He he in the mornings, when you would go do your morning radio show. Yeah, I would leave the house typically around 3.30, something like that, 4. And three, yeah. he would hear the car leave the driveway, and he would quite carefully come up the stairs, make no noise, come to my side of the bed, and tell me to move over. He would make, you know, and I would move over. And he would stay in the bed until it was time for me to get up. And that was a very well-kept secret. It it happened for years, except for days where you didn't work or weekends. 
and he wouldn't because I don't I don't like dogs in the bed. No, period. you've said so. You've I said so. I don't like the hair. I mm-hmm. just don't like the whole. I like beds around. I like them around the bed mm-hmm. in their own little beds. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea this was going on for ten years. These two were doing this. <laughs> Well, it was it was fun and it was great. Starting for him. to wonder what else was going on <laughs> while I was at work. And then, then another time, he did something really weird. Um, one of our good friends, Linda. Oh yeah, Linda, <laughs> and, and she said, "No, no, because because it was a big Christmas thing, and we were probably going to be doing some drinking." And uh, she said, "No, just come on over and stay." And I said, "Well, we got Yankee. Oh, bro, just bring Yankee along, no problem." And. I don't think that Yankee had ever seen a real natural Christmas tree indoors. <laughs> oh, we open the door. Hey, how you doing? He bolts right over to the tree and labels it. This is my tree. <laughs> and there were gifts under the tree. There were. Oh, that was we. Everybody that was there was on the floor, well, yeah. including Yankee's pee. But yeah. uh, well, he he loved Christmas and he left his stamp, but he did not like Halloween. Hated Halloween. We would take him for walks on Halloween, and he would see the ghosts that people put up and the, and the the gauze, you know. And they were floating in the trees, and he just would growl. Go nuts. Mm-hmm. Did not did not like that. Halloween was not his favorite and, holiday. And he so he lived actually. That's funny now that I think about it. He he lived in four different places, five if you include your apartment in Montreal. Because when uh-huh. I got him. Uh, I was out in St. Lazar. Yeah. That's when we got him yep. at six months old. Yeah. And he spent some time at the apartment in Montreal. Yes. Then the Tony Curtis house in Oakville. Yes. Then our regular house in Oakville, which we lived in for how many years? And Eight. he was there the whole time. Yep. And then Rockwood. Yeah. Then the country property. And uh, he lived to almost 17 years old. And and actually, it was an accidental thing. He got... Uh, run over by the garbage guy accidentally and I felt so bad for him because he'd lost his hearing and he was on the way and, out and he, anyway. He, and he couldn't he couldn't see very well no, anymore. It was, it was actually we would have had to put him down anyway. So but that little bugger what a great start to a dog life it was for me. I just yeah, I, he was I loved great. him. He was wonderful and you know we we had him for the first 10 years. And then he started going downhill. We we felt as though he was feeling his age because ten, I guess, even though it's not ancient, it is still quite old for a dog. So the kennel where we uh, used to board, board him, him mm-hmm. um, had another golden retriever. Imagine this: the owners never showed up to collect him. Just makes me sick to my stomach. And so they asked us, would we be interested in a second dog? Because they, they were so great about it. They kept him and they fed him and everything. And it was just kind of the perfect timing. So we took on Murphy. And Murphy, uh, I mean, he had some foibles. But I got to say, he brought Yankee back to life. I mean, those two were like freaking well, frack he, for he, another seven years. Yeah, he gave, Murphy gave Yankee that extra time. He also gave him chewed ears. Yeah. So <laughs> Murphy used to to nip at his ears and then one day they just both they, they, blew ex- up. they exploded from all of the nipping and we <laughs> this was the vet's recommendation so don't be sending letters but the vet recommended that we quilt have mm-hmm. his ears quilted like a sewing machine in the ears back and forth mm-hmm. had to be put the, uh, under of course 
But it worked. Well, it took the swelling away. So I think Yankee was much happier. And Murphy grew up and, and grew out of that. So that, you know, that didn't happen again. But, you know, Murphy had a bunch of things that he did. Like he would eat anything. He'd eat watches. Glasses. A pair of glasses. My makeup case. Scarves. Scar underwear. Yeah. Socks. Uh, yes. He he was a... An eating machine. An eating machine. So, yeah, he he certainly had his... And the pissing. So the whole problem with, with Murphy was... Oh, right. If, if you gave him too much praise, he'd pee. If you gave him any discipline, he'd pee. And this was going on and on and on. And finally, at about, like, what was it, the two-year mark? Yeah, I think it was maybe even a little and I think more this than is, that. I think this is more coincidence than it is anything else, but I'd had it. Like, every day oh. we're picking up... Well, the smell, the smell of pine saw repulsed us. Uh, I know. And finally, he peed, and I said, that's it, you're going to a farm. And it never happened again. He it was the b- most bizarre thing. I really think it's coincidence. I can't believe that. But that was it. It never happened again. And uh, Well, the ironical part of it. Ironical. <laughs> is that he ended up on our farm. On our farm. That's so right. So he was going to a farm. And while he was on the farm, we had, a, we had about an acre-sized pond. And I think it was Christmas Day or maybe the day before Christmas. It was right around Christmas. We had people over there. And I come out of the house. It was a very warm winter, and this was one of the first freezing days. I look out, and Murphy is swimming around a hole in the middle of the pond. Chasing a tennis ball. Can't get out of the hole. Cannot. And so I just panic. I leap into action. I yell at Julie. We all go down there. I'm in running shoes and uh, shirt sleeves, and the previous owners had left us leaky canoe down at the base of the pond. I grab a paddle. I'm in there with my bare hands. To this day, I have frostbite issues because of this day. And I am churning through this ice because it's the first day of the ice. He'd run across the pond chasing some weasel or something, fell through. And I finally get to him. And he's got the tennis ball in his mouth. Mm -hmm. And I'm just... uh, here I have just done all this panicking, and he's just lollygagging in the in the middle of this. Yeah, no problem, Dad. No, no problem. problem. Mm-hmm. Finally, get him out of the. And he wants to go back in. Yeah. And I'm yelling, "Somebody grab that dog!" Yeah. <laughs> that was a scary day, though, because we didn't really know what was going to happen to a dog who's you well, know, in frigid water. And eventually, no, they will seize up. They just he just didn't know it at the time. So we did the right thing. Yeah. Well, at least he knew how to swim. Do you remember the first time we brought him to the cottage? Oh, yeah. He he had no concept of what water was. And in his, his little head, it was a solid surface. So he was trying to climb on top of the water. And it's like, bloosh, 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 bloosh. And you, you would think, okay, you're a golden retriever. You, this is the whole thing. You're... You've been bred to go in the water and grab ducks and stuff. Like, what is the problem with you? Yeah, but you know, I'm glad that we had that experience before we moved to to the the um, property in Rockwood that had the pond because he, he was equipped to swim then. And he had a similar thing to Blue, which we'll get to in a second, where there was he had a trigger for singing as well, but it wasn't music. No, it was a coffee grinder. Yep, it was a coffee. Dr- yep, when we would make coffee in the morning, we'd have a little concert. Yeah. And uh, it would be, you start the grinder and 
He was amazing. Um, but because of Yankees' uh, unbelievable reaction to tennis balls, and I mean, I could throw a fastball at at Yankee, and he would pull, he, he never missed a pull, ball. He pull it out of the air. Pull Boom. it out of the air. So yeah. I thought <laughs> all golden retrievers had this ability. So when we first got Murphy, we're out in the backyard. I'm maybe 15 feet away from him. I whip a tennis ball at him. I hit him square in the head, hmm. right in the eye. And oh, I, I felt horrible, but he was no good at catching the tennis no, ball. No, he didn't have that that ability. Not Nothing. Like, not like Yankee. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> he hated fireworks. He was a real different dog. But you know what? We lost him too soon. He was only 10. You know, he, he had a brain tumor. Um, and, uh, that kind of, um, made us decide to get another dog before, at what point did we get Mabel? Oh, uh, no, Murphy was around. I don't know. So, so Mabel was I've, your I've tried least to, favorite tried to forget. dog. Yeah. She was a, she was a blue healer and some dogs only want to deal with one human. As, and some dogs are complete psychopaths. She was highly intense. I, I grant you that, but she was a very loyal dog to me. But I have another friend, Chris, who has uh, an Australian cattle dog, and it's the same. They are just, I mean, brutally focused. For him, it's this Kong, and uh, the, he will just not rest until he knows where his Kong is. And I got to chase my Kong, and I got to. And Mabel was the same way, just wired, all messed up. I, you know, and she was your dog, that's for sure. Well, yeah, she decided that that I would be her her master, and she did such a, a cunning job at introducing herself to the two dogs. Because at the time, I think we had Yankee and Murphy. That's right. And so it was going to be three. It was going to be a pack of three, and we've always liked packs of three. And she comes in. Um, her her owners who are who don't who can't handle her anymore, who have a young child, bring her to the farm, and she is so ladylike and so nice and submissive and submissive. Turns onto her back in front of Yankee. Turns onto her back in front of Murphy. Just like oh yes, I, I'm going to be such a good girl, and we totally felt for it. Yeah, and then we we took the dog in, and then she after she realized that she was in, it was like, all right, you over here, <laughs> you sit down. I'm the queen. Everybody <laughs> bows to me. Like she was the smallest of of the three, and if she was sitting in the staircase, the other two wouldn't go by. Like she had she had power. Yeah, and oh, this was the other dog's name, uh, whom we changed, uh, and and her original name. So we called her Mabel. Her original name was Misty. Gentlemen, put your hands together for Misty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just uh, no thanks. But Mabel suited her because she was she was more handsome than cute. Yeah, I got that. So, right. And Mabel is a broad's name, so she was a broad. Yeah, she she was a broad. She was, and she was with us for how many? Four hundred years. Sixteen. She was my office dog. I would bring her into Toronto, so you only had her half the time. Yeah. <clears throat> and she was by any standard the best swimmer oh she had her own wake you could ski oh, behind her of any dog and she used to fly off that dock yeah but she... just not uh, i used to play a game with her because she hated me so much <laughs> i just point my finger at her and she go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really didn't like you <laughs> well the feeling was mutual i mean i of course love all dogs but this was the uh, least 
Like she was just pr- she was prickly. There's the good word. She, prickly. Yeah, maybe to prickly you, dog. but I think she, she, I know that throughout the years when she came to the office, people got great pleasure hanging out with her because she 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 was funny. So uh, one day, uh, uh, again, Howard comes into uh, the picture so many times a with our dog. A lot of dog stories. So uh, Howard was coming out. We were going to have some drinks and and uh, make a meal and hang out, and he was going to stay overnight. And uh, so he comes out. I think I think I believe it was yeah. It was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. It was a Thursday. And he said, "Hey, there was a dog down and uh, by your laneway." I go, "Really?" Yeah. He says, "A white uh, like it was a white yellow lab." And so we, we drove down there and nothing. And um, I said, "You know what, people." People dump dogs out here all the time, and mm-hmm. like everyone on the con- on the concession in has, Canada, yeah. adopted a dog that was dumped. And so we thought nothing of it. We went and had our nice night, and then he's he leaves the next morning, and he phones me from his car, and he says that dog is down there again. Mm-hmm. So I go down, and again, no dog, and I'm starting to think, okay, this this is a joke. He's he's, he's doing the funny. Yeah, he's being the funny, and. Uh, uh, and then you came home the Friday night, and we had dinner. And you and you had said, uh, you know, tomorrow Saturday, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be heading into uh, Sam's. I want to sign us up for Sam's Club, which is the Walmart version of Price Club, I guess. Yeah, something at the time. like that. Yep. Yeah. And so I I drive down the laneway, and lo and behold, there is a yellow dog. And so I stop the car. You know, in hindsight, this may not have been the safest safest thing to do, but I stop the car. And I spend time, I, I can't really remember how much time it was, trying to get close to him. Um, Very and skittish. He, and he, he was getting ready to run. And I, I really don't know what it was uh, that allowed him to, for me to get closer to him. But once I touched him, he f- relaxed. Yeah. So our laneway from the concession to the house was a kilometer. Yeah. So I, uh, he walked back with me. He followed me back to the house. And I remember you coming out going, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, this is a dog that was on the concession. And he was skinny. You could, you could see yeah. his ribs. You could tell that he's. I thought he was a pit bull because he was muscular under all that bone and skin. He was muscular. He had a big square face, but he was a yellow lab. Anyway, we threw down some food, and he was just oh, gone. Yeah, he was ravenous. Yeah. We put an old leash on him, and I I took him back to the car that had parked that I'd parked a, col- a kilometer away, and I wanted to bring him to the vet to see if he had a microchip, if anybody had mm-hmm. posted a, an ad. And he was intact. He hadn't been neutered. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's looking for a lost dog. And getting him into the car was a nightmare. This dog had never been in a vehicle. I can guarantee it. So I lifted him up, put him into the front seat, and brought him over to to the vet that wasn't too far away. Uh, We got to the vet, um, and by this point, Yankee is not leaving my side. Hmm. I'm I'm like, okay, you're 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 being nice to me, so that's really good. Um, And um, they checked for microchip. They said he didn't have one. No one had had placed a notice in any of the counties that they were looking for a dog. And the clinic was full, so they asked if we could take him for the weekend. Well. End of the weekend. I I called him up, said, take the sign down. He's ours. Yep. And that was the end of that. (laughs) He was a great dog. Uh, Dumb as a post. Sorry. No, no, no. 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 Julie, dumb as a post because he, he twice got hit by porcupines. Now, you know. 
normally you bite into a porcupine and you get the quills once, you learn the lesson. Twice, it's like you're an idiot. So he was big and goofy and dumb, but he was a, a beautiful boy. And and we also had to teach him how to uh, how to uh, go upstairs. Do you remember that? I do. He'd never, beyond never being in a car, he'd never been upstairs. So we think... We think he was a breeding dog. Yes, I and, agree. And he was dumped or escaped. Maybe he escaped, which is even better. But uh, he became fast and furious friends with our next dog, Ripley. Uh, we got him from the KW Humane Society. Now, and, uh, sorry, again, um, this time I was uh, subbing for your radio partner. Oh, that's right. And yeah. it was it was we were doing the morning show from there. That's right. We tried to do one. It just didn't work out. I didn't, I, I guess it just didn't uh, catch on with people. Uh, we adopted a few dogs, but at the very end of the day, and I didn't even know they had this room at the back. I'm glad. I'm glad because this is one of my favorite dogs we've ever had, Ripley. Uh, I said, so these are the dogs you have? Oh, well, no, we have a couple more in the back. I go, what? I could have been talking about these dogs all morning. Anyway, we go back there, and here's Ripley, and the poor dog had just been brought in, and I think the reason that we weren't talking about him was he was in his his own feces kind of thing, and he, he was, was a bit of a mess when we saw him. He was a bit of a mess, but he we grabbed him, and he was just uh, yeah, I I can't actually uh, talk about him too much. Yeah, he, you know what? He he creeped into your heart, and. You know, some dogs are more close to you. Yeah, you have more of an affinity towards them, and certainly Ripley was your was your boy. But there were a few couple of a few stories that uh, were pretty darn funny. Well, do you do you remember what we had to do to our pond in Rockwood? Every once in a while, we had to throw these bags of blue dye. Yeah, the, and and they're they're organic, so they're absolutely harmless. But what they do is they prevent the sun from going down and creating photosynthesis with the algae, and and so they they actually keep the pond pretty clean of weeds and stuff. Well, so you had decided, to, and they, they they're in plastic bags. They look like a ball, though. They're a, and you decided that you would do this one evening, and you threw the packet into the pond. Well, he thought it was a ball. He went and got it. He went and got it. His whole little poor face was blue. He turned blue. And then for the next three days, very similar to Yankee with the Ferrara Rochers, his poo was this alien translucent turquoise neon it was something for a museum Mm. (laughs) oh man what a great dog he was i still keep his uh, old collar on my truck mirror yeah that's great he had uh he and and uh, sam used to head into the uh into the forest and play with the coyotes oh it used to scare the heck out of us because we'd hear the howling we'd hear the but they've always came back, but sometimes they were worse for wear. Well, I've got, I'm going to try and dig up a f- the photo that I have of him with his with his burrs, and it is unbelievable. Yeah, he looks like a porcupine. Yeah, it's true. True. Well, I think this is a good time for the French phrase of the day. It's the shortest one ever, Jeff. I think you will get it. I exce- think you will get it. <laughs> Broken record. Except for one word that you might confuse, but that's okay. Because it sounds like another word. But anyway, here it goes. Okay. Chien qui aboie ne marre pas. Chien qui aboie ne marre pas. Uh, is it uh, a dog who's wooden? <laughs> no. He said aboie. <laughs> so, oh. Oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, no, it's 
a dog that barks. Aboyi is barking. Go on. Oh no, forget it. I'm out. <laughs> no, go on. Chien qui aboie ne mord pas. Is not dead. <laughs> a dog who is wooden is not dead. Thank you. And another one. <laughs> Gold medal. No, no, it's a dog that barks, doesn't bite. Oh, okay. Mordre is biting. Okay. I knew you'd get confused with those words. See, see, this is the problem, folks. Bois, wood, okay? But this is abois. Yeah, I know, but it could be a bois, two words. Right. So it, it means someone who's very uh, um, uh, uh, mean and menacing oftentimes doesn't bite. Okay. Well, I, 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 I just, uh, I love this whole thing. Um, we're kind of running out of time, but we'll just, we'll, we'll zip through uh, our current pack because the, the previous five dogs that we talked about are all gone. Uh, but now we have Bradley, Anna, and Blue, and you've heard us talking about it. We've also uh, played you Blue and Brad's singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the after Ripley died, I was really upset. He and it was it was kind of a half sudden thing. He had a heart murmur, and one day we just took him in. He was frothing, and we had to actually oh, yeah, put him to, down that day. And it was I was pretty just pretty brutal. Yeah. And I was out of the picture. Like, it was just, okay, after that, I'm done. I, I do not want to have anything to do with any other. We still had Sam. We had Sam. And Mabel was gone as well. And I was just, I just was not in, in, in the mood to entertain having any more dogs, even though I knew that someday we would because mm-hmm. we really like our pack. But you know, like I, I'm, li- you, I, I'm. You little, take it yeah, from here because I'm was... little Miss Problem Solver. I'm, I'm going. He, he, Jeff is really mourning. He's sad. He needs uh, another dog that's going to pick up where Ripley left off and, and bring some spirit into the household. Because one dog is not the same. Multiple dogs bring such a higher yeah. level of energy. Right. So I'm doing my, you know, my computer work and trying to source things out. I see this dog. Kind of looks like Ripley, and he's his photo is there, and he's got his name posted underneath him, and it's Bradley. And I thought, I've got to go show Jeff this dog because <laughs> he's beautiful, and he's got this great name. And so I bring the iPad into the dining room. I show you the picture. And I look at the picture, and I go, yeah, he's a cutie. And then Julie says, and his name is Brad, and I am on the floor. I'm on the floor, and I'm not the only one. We have so many friends who laugh at his name. Yeah, it's a because well, it's a it's a it's a people name. It's a people name. But so I rushed and filled out the adoption forms, five pages of them. We got the home inspection done, and from speaking uh, of speaking dogs. of dogs, yeah. Uh, and um, they, uh, I think they let us know that we were accepted as his uh, dog parents on Father's Day. Hmm. And this dog has issues, and we knew that he had issues. He's got a problem with anything with high motion, and he also doesn't like the sound of a, of a truck backing up. He doesn't, and he had a major anxiety with cars. He still has trouble traveling in cars, but he's a beauty, and he uh, he also... Uh, is the impetus of this podcast because he ran away yesterday and uh, we got him back. Uh, but, you know, heart's in our throat, of course, the whole time. Uh, but we love him and he's a good goober and he's a, a Sudbury boy. So He's uh, our Canadian. He's our Canadian connection. Yeah, the other two of the of the pack, 
Uh, Anna and Blue are from Greece. We got them from a rescue organization called Stray Paws from Greece. And Anastasia Summers, who runs the place, she and we hit it off so well that uh, I looked at their, their website and I said, you know what you're missing? You're missing videos. And I would really like to help. So uh, for the last, I don't know, five, six years, I've been doing all the ad- adoption videos mm-hmm. for Stray Paws from Greece. Uh, you can check them out, straypawsfromgreece.com. And I've been loving that. I, I also flew to Greece to do a documentary on the problem they have with their stray dog population. It's actually quite heartbreaking when you go there, but we got two of them, and we just love them both to the death. The Greeks are great. Yeah, the, the Greeks are fantastic. It's funny. So the, we flew them from Greece to Canada, and then from Canada to France. They've got more uh, they got more aeroplan miles than <laughs> most people I know. Uh, but uh, we will post photos of all of these beautiful dogs uh, on our Facebook page, and uh, if you uh, want to also check out uh, Stray Paws from Greece, you will see the dogs that are available from adopt for adoption. I got to tell you, the blends, the mixtures are the best way to go. I mean, we got Blue here. He's uh, a, a, a Greek Shepherd mix, and Anna is a pointer mix. Pointer mix, and they're both so good natured, so loving. Um, j- just a pleasure to have around, and uh, I, you know, I, I I like I like the Greek dogs. I like the Greek dogs that Anastasia chooses. Yeah, they're they're so uh, they're so full of gratitude. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, they just fit right in, and we've we continue to see the airport pictures when they arrive because the people who adopt them, us included, have never met the dogs. Yeah, it's, first, it's, it's first time a leap meeting. Of, leap of faith. Yeah. Well, what happens is you get interviewed by Anastasia. She sees if there's a good connection. She knows the dog's behavior. She she gets a sense of the human, and decides if it's a good fit. And she's she's a really good matchmaker. Oh, she's amazing. And uh, she will not like she doesn't put up with certain things. You know, like she's uh, if there's smoking in the house, you're out. If you, if you want the dogs for hunting, you're out. And I mean, again, that's just her belief. Uh, there's obviously a place for that but we have heard horror stories about uh hunters in europe especially who use their dogs for a season and then put them out to pasture and uh you know so i I think that's one of the reasons that she but she's got a list of things uh that if you meet all of the qualifications you're going to be in for a really good ride with your dog yeah it's been great it's been wonderful all eight of them and just kind of remembering recounting these stories from all eight of them I, i you know uh it's it's funny Somebody said after uh, who was it? Yeah, after after Yankee died, I'll remember. I was I was still doing Red Green, and somebody on the set said, "This is why I will I will never get a dog is because of how heartbreaking it is when you lose them." But the 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 positive and fun memories far offset the grief to me. The, yeah, well, it, I think the grief is commensurate with how much joy and love they brought into your life. Yeah. So if you're ever thinking that that is going to be tough, yes, it will, but it is very much worth it in the end. Uh, coming up on next week's show, it's funny, when we were at the uh, uh, town offices talking to the conciliere uh, <laughs> about our little legal issue, uh, we were leaving and we were saying there is no end to the day trips around here. And he, he just piped up, he was like, have you been to this chateau? Have you been to this town? Have you been to this monastery, this church that has gargoyles and blah, blah, blah? And it was it's like, I think anyone we talk to that has been in this area has 
they've got a cornucopia of places to recommend um, for us to see all different, all interesting. And so I think we will be going to Le Château du Bonnet. Du Bonnet? Biron. Biron, right. Sorry, thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. <laughs> Château <laughs> Was I thinking? Okay, Le Château du Biron um, this week. It looks awesome. Yeah, it does look really cool. And this is, uh, again, a chateau that has the full tour that you can take. And it's completely different from Bonnegail <laughs> that we did a while ago. <laughs> so we look forward to it. Uh, could you just finish off by doing um, your uh, Peter Sellers, uh, Does Your Dog Bite, please? Oh, that's right. Because that, that goes a... with my, my, my French phrase of the day. That's right. In, the, in, in one of the Pink Panthers, there's a guy with a dog. And uh, Peter Sellers, you all know this. Peter Sellers says, does he get a dog bad? <laughs> no, my dog does not bite. And I thought you said your dog does not bite. <laughs> it is not my dog. <laughs> <laughs> a plus tard.